1: With available H-Track all-wheel drive and 3-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.
0: Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.
1: Welcome to another edition of Talking Metal Guys. How are you? And before we get into the episode, we are going to thank everyone on Patreon who supports me we are at 50 we did it we got to 50 supporters i can't believe it i'm so excited i know there's some of you non-patron supporters out there who don't like to hear the laundry list of people on these episodes so guess what there's a fast forward button right there on your iphone you can jump ahead you can jump ahead and i am not going to stop saying the names of the people who support me just want to make that clear because they are very important to what I do here and I value each and every one of them and I am talking about our latest person who helped us hit number 50 Adrian Kuziak I'm probably pronouncing that wrong please tell me how to pronounce it Adrian but thank you thank you and welcome to the club Dane Damage thank you very much Madison Hatter Seth B., who is actually on this episode today, Alan Janssen, Henry Reeves, a.k.a. Hank Reeves, John Simpson, Huckney, Jacobson, John Barron, Ed Ferguson, Denny Striegel, Patrick Sabin, Jerry from Salt Lake City, Blue Walsh 21, Victor Guzman, Glenn Watson, Gene Eugene D.X., Sean Richmond, Mario Charance, Andrew Miller, Jeremy Weltman, Chris Riley, Johan Erdstrom, Stephen Rodriguez, Tommy Anderson, Gregory Muse, Kenny McCrimmon, Leo from Alaska, Brad Dahl from Utah, who is today in New Jersey, believe it or not, uh, Dan Gurwan, Jerry from Long Island, Sam Soupy, Drake, Matt Carroll, Joe Ryan, Jason Seth, Stephen Saylor, Ron Keel, Jean Francois. Blas, Anthony Mackey, or Blah, I think it's Blah, John Francois Blah, Anthony Mackey, James Bennett, David Gray, Fred Roots, Michael Street, Mike Jones, Steve Hoker, Jean Wovari, and Metal Dan. Thank you guys. Let's get into the episode. <laughs> All right, so we did a survey on Patreon. I threw out some some records, or records, that's how old I am, albums, right? And had people vote. What I did was I gave them a choice of four albums and said that we would do a Zoom call discussion on the album that won. So the choices were Born Again by Black Sabbath, Holy Diver by Dio, Defenders of the Faith by Judas Priest, Anima by Tool. Tool got 4% of the vote, Defenders of the Faith got 25% of the vote, Born Again by Black Sabbath got 21% of the vote, and Holy Diver won the survey by 50%, which means today we are going to feature a Zoom discussion with some of my supporters on Patreon about the great record Holy Diver by Dio. Released in nineteen eighty three, unbelievable May twenty fifth, nineteen eighty three. So good, so good. I cannot believe it. And in a lot of ways, possibly, I think you know it's hard to say, but I think it's his best work of anything he did outside. I mean, not I'm not not outside of Black Sabbath and and Rainbow. And I mean that says a lot because let's face it, the Heaven and Hell album, the Mob Rules album, those are great, great albums, but. Uh, I think Holy Diver may have those beat in my book by just a little bit. So, so good. And we're going to talk with some people who know their stuff, some people who have a history with this record today, some people who have a personal connection to me because they support me on Patreon. We're going to get into that discussion about Holy Diver in just a few minutes. Um, I had two guests book for this show, and they both were no-shows. They both uh, blew me off. James Rivera of Hellstar, he had a personal situation, so I get it, uh, but he had to cancel suddenly, spur the moment. We're going to try to do a makeup interview with him. We'll see if that materializes. And I uh, had another guy from a band uh, called uh, Vride V-R-E-I-D, Yarly. And he declined my call, even though the (laughs) the interview had been booked and confirmed by the publicist just days before. So there you go. Sorry, guys. Drives me nuts when we can't keep interviews that we have booked and uh, yeah just because my time is so limited and and precious and I hate wasting people's time and I hate when my time gets wasted but maybe we'll get a makeup interview with these guys and get them back on we have some promising other guests who will probably be on the show Charlie from Anthrax has been emailing me been going back and forth sounds like he wants to come on so that'll be a cool one still haven't given up on Gary Holt trying to work that and uh, we're going to have uh, a former member of Guns N' Roses who's never been on the podcast before joining me this week supposedly i hope that happens so we will um we'll keep it short today and just keep it mostly about holy diver which again just such a great record produced by ronnie james dio he got the producer credit on that remember he'd worked with martin birch on the previous two albums that he studio albums that he'd done with uh, black sabbath But he stepped it up, man. And the production is great on this record. And we're going to get into a a full discussion about Holy Diver by Dio in just a few minutes. Let's go to Blabbermouth and see what is going on in the world of metal. I did want to mention, if any of you guys are into like stoner, like uh, hard rock, you know, just kind of like stoner rock with like kind of a metal Overtone, but I wouldn't really call it metal. You know, it's got that more, like, lo-fi, like, 70s production. Um, definitely do yourself a favor and check out the new release by the band Greenleaf. G-R-E-E-N-L-E-A-F, one word. It's called Echoes from Mass. Echoes from Mass. Really, really freaking good. So definitely check that out if you are into, like... You know, that like stoner kind of vibe. I think these guys are from Sweden, but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint it because I I hear 70s elements, but I also hear like desert rock, you know, California stoner vibe elements and just really got their own thing going on and leave it to Sweden. They give us so much great music, that country, the Swedes, Uh, just great stuff. And just a quick look at Blabbermouth and then we'll get into the interview. And I apologize, there's no... Uh, interviews with artists today it's just interviews with my 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 friends on patreon but there's going to be a benefit concert for exodus drummer tom hunting to be held in sacramento that's great to hear man i he he's going through some some stuff right now and i i just really hope he can recover quickly and i know medical bills are a concern there's a gofundme page which is up on blabbermouth and it's really uh, upsetting when you hear about a musician that you love or anyone you love who is sick, and Tom is uh, suffering from... I don't even know how to pronounce it. Squamous? Squamous cell? I, I don't know. It's a, It sounds like a form of cancer. I'm not going to try... It's a gastric tumor, basically, in his upper stomach, so... All the best to Tom. We we know he can pull through. I jammed with him once. We did Seek and Destroy. He was actually singing and doing backup vocals with Rob Dukes. It was a, a fun day, a good memory, and I've seen him many times in concert with the, the mighty exodus, and we wish Tom all the best. Concerts are returning, guys. I'm thinking of going to see Jordan from Dream Theater do a solo show in a couple weeks, so it's interesting to see concerts come back and i am i'm ready and i'm so ready i'm vaccinated i'm ready to rock i hope you guys are too rob halfords says judas priest is working on a very potent new record we've got a bunch of great ideas can't wait can't wait for new priest acdc brian johnson joined the foo fighters recently on stage for a performance of back in black how awesome is that and that was at a concert in i believe los angeles it was to raise awareness awareness about the vaccine which hopefully we're all getting that right gojira has announced the fall 2021 headlining tour with knocked loose and alien weaponry gojira is awesome live i've seen him three times so freaking good so good so There's some headlines for you. Let's get into a discussion right now about Ronnie James Dio's album, the band Dio's album, because it was more than just Ronnie. And we're going to get into that right now. Holy Diver. Here we go. Hey, it's Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, and we are doing a discussion on Holy Diver with my patrons from the Patreon team. They support me on Patreon each month, but we're talking about the album Holy Diver, the first album to come out under the Dio banner, the Dio band, if you will. And obviously Ronnie left Black Sabbath after what we consider two successful records. And I mean, artistically and through time, they've become such classics, but we have to remember back at that at that time in history, Sabbath was struggling. They weren't filling arenas with Dio like they had been numerous years before with Ozzy. They were not the cool band anymore. They were kind of the old, you know, the old timers from the seventies. They were probably 30 years old or in their thirties at this time. So they, they had, they were really kind of struggling. So it is interesting that those records, I, I believe, the the love of them among the metal fan base grew through the years and we now recognize what classics they were but Ronnie and Iomi you know they were fighting over the mix of the final record that they were doing together at that time. Of course Ronnie got back in the band later for Dehumanizer, but and then of course Heaven and Hell. But yeah man, I and mean, when I say Heaven and Hell I mean the band Heaven and Hell, not the album. But those those albums Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules, I mean they They really they're so good, but I feel like Heaven and Hell still kind of had that 70s vibe, which in 1980, 1981 wasn't a cool thing anymore. And Mob Rules to me took one step closer to being 80s metal, but still had that kind of bluesy element going at times. But by the time Ronnie had released Holy Diver, he had truly landed in the 80s metal sound and scene and was embracing that. And uh yeah, just a a real interesting time for Ronnie James Dio making that transition truly into an 80s metal artist and in some ways being more successful than he had ever been in the past with those first two solo records. I mean he was just really just all over MTV. And and we're gonna get into talking with Andrew who is who is from Canada. Andrew Miller, he's a supporter on Patreon and Tell me, you remember, you told me before, before we started here that you remembered seeing the video on a video program for a song off of Holy Diver. So let's, let's, uh, let's talk about that. When do you first remember hearing music from the Holy Diver record, and how did it affect you?
0: Well, it was uh, on a, a video show out of Maine that uh, was on our local cable channel. Chuck Foster's All Hit videos, and he was really good about having metal videos on the show, so made sure I always watched it. And I think it was rainbow in the dark was the first thing I heard. And it was like, it kind of stopped me in my track. It's like, you know, what is this, you know, to what you were saying, I didn't really pay attention to the Dio Sabbath. I kind of checked out, I guess I kind of stayed with Ozzy when he started doing his thing, but had you been uh, a
1: fan of Sabbath when Ozzy was in the band? I don't know how old you are, Andrew, but were, were you old enough to remember Ozzy being in Sabbath?
0: Yeah. I'm like, I'm 56, but my, my oldest brother, was a huge Sabbath fan. So whether I wanted to hear it or not, when I was living still with my parents, it was, it was on when I was that age. So, right. you know, that was a big part of my, my life going up. And then I guess I just kind of didn't follow through with Dio, just didn't do it for
1: me or whatever. And what about your brother? Did he follow through with Dio? Was he on board when Dio entered the band? Cause a lot of fans weren't. No, he, 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 he was done too, I
0: guess, you know, and, And maybe his thing was what kind of reflected on me, because he's quite a bit older than I am, too. So,
1: Right on. Right on. Very, very cool. And did you immediately run out and buy the record? Did you uh, follow through with the next record, Last in Line? How long did you stay with Dio? Have you been a fan ever since? Like, let's talk about just your history with Dio.
0: Yeah, no, literally. So that video would have been on a Saturday night, and I'm sure on Monday I was in the record store uh, wow. buying the album because it was so cool, and I just, you know, I want to hear more. And, and you know, songs like, you know, Holy Diver, Don't Talk to Strangers, stuff like that just really spoke to me. And I never, you know, I never went back to the Black Sabbath stuff until much later, and I don't understand why now that I'm that I've listened to it. Maybe it's because I'm older. I don't know but I stayed a fan like as soon as the next album came out, I bought it and stayed with them and, and, you know, always kind of look for his stuff. Absolutely.
1: Awesome. Cool. And I want to hop over to Ed Ed, where are you checking in from? And can you tell us your memories or of emotional connection or lack of to the Holy Diver record by Dio?
2: Yeah. Hey Mark, Colin from central Kentucky. Right on. Um, you know, I was born in 70, so I was like 13 when this came out. Um, a lot of stuff, though, I didn't pick up on until maybe like 84. Right. I went to a private school where there were no okay. other kids that listened to metal. Yeah. So, of course, I knew the big things like Kiss and ACDC, but I wasn't hearing Black Sabbath and uh, everything new that was coming out during those times. But I remember having this uh, compilation tape from 1984 called masters of metal and uh it had rainbow in the dark on there and that was probably one of the heavier songs besides iron maiden on that record uh i remember that you know rainbow in the dark is a pretty intense tune as well and i've always liked the heavier the better so i uh like that tune a lot and about the same time the last in line video was being played on mtv um and of course, and not just I love Dio from the beginning. Right. You know, I, I think Dio to me is the greatest heavy metal singer ever. Um, it's really hard to top him. And on top of that, I love Vivian Campbell being a guitar player. I love his style, and he's amazing on these records. It, it's a shame they couldn't work it out and keep going, you know, as a band after Sacred Heart, because. Uh, no Dio with Vivian Campbell is just a uh, wonderful duo
1: I, I am with you 100% and one of the things that to me makes those three records especially the first two Dio, uh, Holy Diver and Last in Line yeah. so uh, intense is not only Ronnie James Dio's vocals which are mm-hmm. just incredible in his sense of melody and everything else that he puts into those songs but those players have such distinct personalities. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, Vivian Campbell with his guitar playing was just, you, you knew it was Vivian. He had a sound, he had yes. a tone. And I mean, even Jimmy Bain on the bass, he's a very simple bass player. I mean, he's not Geddy Lee or Steve Harris by any stretch of the imagination, but he had something about his tone, his sound, his style, the things he'd do with uh vinnie who again just such a unique drummer his little fills just have so much personality and character Mm -hmm. um and you know the way that that bane would hit these bass notes like boom boom with the drums There were it just it just all worked together and i feel like all those guys were were very responsible for making these records what they were which was just uh, so great and as Especially Holy Diver, which we're talking about today, uh, and I didn't mean to cut you off, edward any other thoughts on on the record?
2: Oh yeah, I mean, several standout tracks. Um, you know, stand up and shout! What an amazing tune to start the record off with. Being a thrash metal head, um, I noticed too that that particular song, um, when you listen to the guitar riffs in it, it could have been on Kill 'Em All. You know, if you add a uh, thrash metal drummer, and maybe someone like Tom Moreau on bit vocals. Someone could redo this as a really cool thrash metal tune. And right out of the gate, uh, Vivian shreds away on that guitar solo. But then you go to the next, you know, iconic track, Holy Diver, and Vivian shows his other melodic side in that guitar solo. And and he creates uh, guitar solos that you can sing from memory. You know, when you're living your day. Um, Yeah. The whole, it's, it's really a five-star record. It's uh, yeah, great tracks all the way to the end.
1: Yeah. I mean, even some of the deep cuts, like caught in the middle, I remember was one that I always felt could have been a single don't talk to strangers. So haunting. And it it was, you know, Mm -hmm. like you said, the heaviness of stand up and shout, but there was also like just haunting moments on like songs, like don't talk to strangers and,
2: and um, in particular, don't talk to strangers, go back and listen to that guitar solo. It starts off with a, a slow, melodic uh, solo that he builds into a shred fest at the end. And, right. you know, and Vivian is a, a picker. You know, he does some of the hammer-ons and pull-offs, but he also adds a lot of that alternate picking. So it adds a lot of character
1: to the way he plays. Great observation, Ed. And also, what you were saying there made me think of something. There were a lot of these 70s-era guys and bands, people like Thin Lizzy and... and- you could even throw Judas Priest in there um that that were very aware of what happened with the new wave of British heavy metal scene in the u k and also what was currently going on in the states in towns you know like Los Angeles and probably really throughout the states where there was this underground metal movement that was starting to seep into the mainstream happening and I really feel like you know you look at those late Thin Lizzy Records, they tried to capitalize on that and become a little more metal and put out some great material, in my opinion, but they didn't quite break through. But Ronnie James Dio hit it out of the park with Holy Diver and, again, seemed to really embrace the younger and newer sounds and definitely had his ear to the street, if you will, in in my humble opinion. And yeah bringing in nineteen year old what was he nineteen years old Vivian Campbell I mean bringing him into the fold there absolutely a big step to say hey we're not we're not old timers. I may be in my mid thirties or whatever dia was at that time, you know, but he definitely brought in a youthful element with Vivian, and that is felt throughout this record, which just shakes you when you listen to it and especially as a teenager. Wow. Let's jump over. Brad, how are you, man? And I wanted to give a shout out back to Andrew. I I definitely saw the Talking Metal t-shirt. Thank you for supporting, Andrew. And uh, Ed, of course, has his Dio stuff uh, albums up in the background. That looks awesome. You got the uh, the camera just perfect here on Zoom. Ed. But Brad, let's jump over to you. What do you remember about this record? I know you were listening to hard rock and heavy metal probably in the late 70s, right? So you... Definitely, uh, were a part of you know the music culture and and very aware of what was happening musically in our uh, in at least in the United States, right in California. When when do you remember discovering Holy Diver? It's
3: a great question,
1: Mark. And uh, hey, everybody, how's
3: it going? Hey. Yeah, the interesting thing was is that I was actually in uh, Tennessee when this album came out. I was uh, serving a Mormon mission, wow. and we're uh, as a missionary, we're not supposed to listen to rock music. Not because it's bad or anything, but because we're supposed to be focusing on a, being a missionary. Uh, so the first I, I heard of this album was we, you know, we go around knocking on doors, and some people let us in. Right. And this right. is back when MTV was everywhere. Okay, so you go into a house and MTV was on, and we were at somebody's house, and and uh, Rainbow in the Dark comes on. And I'm like, what the heck is this? I had no idea what was going on. I had no idea Dio was out of Sabbath, whatever and i i just had to stop everything i got to listen to the song and was just totally slayed by it i mean it was incredible i i you know everybody's well all three of you guys have kind of touched upon my points of the greatness of this album but i really think that this is kind of a prototype album i i i mean it certainly draws from influences of a lot of different things but it is such a unique album. I mean, you can't listen to it and go, "Well, oh, that sounds just like that," or "That sounds just like this." You know, it's not like he, it's not like Ronnie came out of Sabbath and he just took what they were doing in Sabbath and moved on. Kind of like what he did when he was in Sabbath the second time, and then you know, he his solo albums sounded just like, you know, what he was doing in Sabbath uh, before that. So very unique, very uh, uh, very different songs. And and the, the thing about this this cd or album is that every song on here is good i mean there's nothing in here you would throw away the sound quality of this is fantastic uh says ronnie did all the production uh he makes a big deal out of uh saying that he wrote all the lyrics and all the melody lines like okay way to go ronnie i mean what what would you expect um but i thought that was kind of funny there's a lot of there's a lot of slapping on the back going on in the liner notes here yeah uh and uh but that was probably, it could be his wife, too, doing that, not him. Uh, I, but the band itself, I, I just have to say that the band itself is incredible, that he put together the perfect mu- musical unit. I recently watched a concert from their very first tour. I think it was in Holland. Uh, you can find it on YouTube, and it's definitely worth a watch. And the how good this band was live is just unbelievable. And, of course, having this material to draw on, it's really quite kind of a shame when they play a rainbow song or they play a black Sabbath song. It's like, no, you should play more Dio songs. You should play that whole album, uh, with this band. Cause it, they were that good. And anyway, that, those are the things for me that, that made this, I mean, number one, uh, great songs, number two, great production, number three, great band. And right on. Uh, I, I don't think he's ever topped this. Although I do really like, um, uh, the second album as, as well. I think it's equal or, I don't The know, last
1: in line. Album. Yep. from The yeah. last in line. Yeah. 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 This
3: This album is fantastic. Somebody did send me a tape of this. Um, so I, I, I did get to listen to the whole album before I returned.
1: Oh, right, right,
3: right. So, when you were out was, on the mission, I, I, when I you're on the mission. Blow, right.
1: Just blown away. Blown away. Right. Wow. I love, I love the diversity of our supporters on Patreon. That's a great story that you were out. Spreading the word of 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 Mormonism, right? But at the same time, Jesus. Actually, we're yeah, we're talking Jesus, about Jesus here. Jesus, guys. Hey,
3: yeah. And I was dangerously close to Kentucky, by
1: the way. But. Oh, okay. okay, Ed, watch out. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned the sound quality of the record, and it is uh, important, probably, to remember remember that this was recorded at a very famous studio called sound city studios in California, uh, van, how do you say that? Brad van, 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 Nies? van, Uyze. van eyes, van eyes, yeah, van valley. Yeah. And there's a great documentary on this studio. And I think, I think actually, I don't know. I don't think Ronnie's in the documentary, but I, I, I think, uh, Vinnie, Vinnie appasy is uh, talking about the the studio and, and that, board in sound city, the studio was just known as this magic soundboard that from Fleetwood Mac all the way to Ronnie James Dio just got, this rich rich sound and and just so many great bands recorded in the studio and again there's a great documentary out that a friend of mine actually worked on his name is jim Rhoda, and he's in a band called fireball ministry is also like a tv film guy but you know after the gold rush by neil young recorded on that same soundboard that holy diver was recorded on you know hard promises by tom petty uh precious time by pat benatar foreigners uh, double vision record were all recorded in this this studio Elton John recorded there uh, Fleetwood Mac recorded there as I mentioned so definitely a uh, really historic studio that just gave us so much great music again that sound city but yeah anyways thank you Brad and Radit guys has his own streaming radio station Yarg Metal. There's a new app out for that, which is working great. So everyone needs to download the Yarg Metal app in the, what the app store on iTunes.
3: Well, yeah, yeah or in Google Store too. And it it's Yarg! Exclamation point Radio is the new app.
1: Oh, okay, so, cool.
3: Yeah, you'll see the the green kind of uh, logo with the black yard in there so yeah everybody everybody should download it check it out let me know what you think we do play a lot of do we play obviously right now we're playing
1: a lot of black sabbath so awesome cool hey drake how are you man
4: doing good can you hear me all right
1: yeah i hear you great now i know you're you're a little bit Younger of a guy, or yeah, maybe I should say qu- quite a bit, and we love anyone really. I under the age of of forty, in my opinion, who loves metal needs to be absolutely celebrated. So we celebrate you, and we appreciate your support on Patreon and all your your insights uh, coming from a younger mind and, and soul. So obviously, you weren't even alive when this record came out. So let's no 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 nowhere close. Yeah, it was,
4: it, no no, I was about. I was like a decade before I was born.
1: Yeah.
4: So this is like kind of something that's always just kind of been in my life. So like when you ask the other guys, you know, when's the first time they heard it, I can't really recall the first time like I heard the actual song, Holy Diver. So it's always kind of been there. But my group of metalheads I grew up with in middle school and high school it was just kind of something that was always just there. So I remember the first time really getting into dio was actually in like my buddy's basement on we have a radio station up here i'm just like half an hour above seattle um it's called 99.9 and back when i was in high school they used to play a lot of metal at night and so when we would be partying on the weekends they would be playing metal like pantera and you know black sabbath and dio I remember me and my group buddies would just gather around the radio and just sit there and headbang and like, <laughs> you know, like, right beer, just like to the Vivian Campbell guitar solo, just like freaking out. Like, this is amazing, you know? And, uh, so yeah, that was always like a really good memory. And, you know, Dio actually died on my birthday, my senior year. Oh, wow. So, uh, you know, I've always had like a really strong connection with them. Just, with that and just you know it's always been there this
1: far for me. Right on.
4: Were your parents into
1: metal or was it something you No, not at
4: all. Not at all. Um my dad listened like the heaviest stuff my dad really listened to when I was growing up was like Smashing Pumpkins and like Nirvana. Um my mom listened to like a lot of uh like Matchbox 20 actually (laughs) stuff like that. So like when I got into metal it was really like classic metal i got into um that really drove it home for me i was listening to a lot of like kiss a lot of scorpions acdc has been my favorite band since i was 11 you know and i was listening to um, just all that really good stuff and black sabbath i remember was like the first metal band to me that just took it home for me and that's what drove my need and then i got into stuff like iron maiden and eighth grade and stuff like that And i remember getting started getting albums like lamb of God and peace of mind and stuff like that for Christmas just took me off
1: from there. It's awesome. Well, we love that you are flying the metal flag for a younger generation. I think that's so awesome. And again, thanks for your constant support on Patreon and Twitter, Drake. I do want to move on. I just got a message. We are down to our last approximately eight minutes here. Okay. the shuts off, and I do want to give uh, Seth. Let's jump over to Seth in Kansas, uh, and then we're going to hit metal Dan after after that. Seth, how are you, man? I know I've seen you in Jeff Pilson's uh, meditation class on Mondays. I'm going to be back this Monday doing it again. So I'm glad you discovered that Jeff Pilsen, a guy who worked with Dio many years after the album we're talking about, Holy Diver. But Seth, what are some of your memories and uh, personal? What's your personal relationship with the Holy Diver record by Dio?
5: I'm just a tiny bit behind you and Ed in age. So the first Dio album that I bought as a current album was Sacred Heart, which I see Ed has up in the background. So even though I think it's not as good an album, it's my sentimental favorite. You know how that goes. Um, But I kind of rediscovered how much I love this album a couple of years ago when I saw Last in Line with Vivian and Vinny in the band and um, just kind of fell in love with it all over again and gave it kind of deep listens that I'm not sure I had before.
1: Um, Whatever you think of, you know, Last in Lines studio albums, I mean, and that's a whole dis- another discussion, is, is fine. But when you see that band live, which I've seen three times, and they bust out those Dio songs, it is awesome. Yeah, they were ferocious with it.
5: Um, the couple songs that I'll mention that have been touched on just a little bit, because I know we want some time for metal, Dan. Um, I, I, I think people have, so I got to say, I am here for all the stuff about Dio that sometimes people roll their eyes about, like bring on the castles, bring on the drippy keyboards, bring on the Um right I- I'm, I'm here for all of it. But on this album, I really love straight through the heart. And I really love stand up and shout because they are spare they're riff heavy, there's a lot of open space that Ronnie's singing into with drums just picking up at the end of the pause. So those are the songs that I come back to over and over.
1: Right on, right on. and. Again, I, Gypsy is another one I want to mention, which just a lot of power in that. Caught in the Middle, which, again, I thought should have been a single. Um, Shame on the Night, which ends the album. Wow. I mean, what an epic closer. I can't help but wonder if when Ronnie was in Sabbath, he was looking over his shoulder and saw how the success, the much greater success that Ozzy Osbourne was having as a solo artist and wondered, hey, maybe it's time for me to go that same route, get a great guitar player, get a great. Band and, and kind of do the thing that Ozzy is doing. But, but who knows? We'll never know that for sure. But Metal Dan, my longest running supporter on Patreon. A, thank you for your support, Metal Dan. And let's talk about Holy Diver. When do you remember hearing this album for the first time? And what is your uh, personal relationship with the record?
6: Hey, super great. Couldn't be better. <laughs> you got me on audio?
1: Yes. Yeah, we hear you.
6: Yeah, um, I came at nineteen eighty three, listening to it on the radio and probably MTV. I think those two before. So I was uh, fifteen years old in Southern California, and yeah, it struck. I knew of um, Heaven and Hell and Mob Rules before that. I where Where in right? Southern California? I'm near Disneyland.
1: Oh, which just reopened. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah.
6: sort of. Yeah, um, but I knew of Ronnie. But when. Um, This album came out, it sounded to me at 15 years old. What do I know? It sounded heavier and something darker than ever before. But now I look back and it's kind of the same. So I don't know what I was thinking. But as a kid, yeah, that album, I remember riding, just like you, Mark, uh, seven miles across town on our BMX bikes to go
1: pick up the tapes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was such uh, devotion to the music and the fact that it wasn't as easily accessible, I think, sometimes uh, may have added value to it. You know, uh, just when you when you rode your bike and used that paper out money to go buy a record and then got it home, it wasn't just throwaway. You were going to listen to it numerous times, which I think sometimes with good music it takes numerous times to to really get sucked into to what it's all about. So yeah, great great stuff, Metal Dan. And I love the uh the posters you got up in the back. You got some maiden there, some Alice Cooper overkill. Great yeah. stuff.
6: My uh, claim to fame, I never met Ronnie, but I did meet Jimmy Bain and it was brief. It was at a BC Rich guitar signing thing. I don't remember much about it. He looked the way he always looked, which is probably drunk or tired or whatever but he was incredibly nice to me and he spent a few minutes. So that's all it took. I imagine I would have now met Dio on one of the cruises or something like that. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, um, I had the opportunity to meet Dio really only once. And I have a picture of myself with a kind of a, a bad perm at the time, me and Ronnie. And it was, he was signing basically after sacred heart came out, Craig Goldie at some point I guess during that tour came in and took over for Vivian Campbell and they then released a live EP which had one new song on it called Time to Burn and they did a in-store signing of that and I waited in line and got to meet Ronnie had my actual camera with a friend snapped a picture of me and Ronnie and I, I remember Bane at that time just looking really out of it and I assume he was like really hungover is is the vibe I got many years later, but definitely a guy who lived large and a lot of people. Will, I don't know if this is verified, but the story is he played bass on the song "Rock You Like a Hurricane" by the Scorpions. Now, if you listen to that bass sound, especially at the beginning with the boom, boom, it's very Holy Diver, the Last in Line, sounding the bass part of that and the way the bass is working with the drums. So I I think that's, I don't, we'd have to verify that on, on, online, but I like to believe that that's, that's Jimmy Bain on that song doing some sh- session work. Cause it sounds like him. I mean, it definitely, he had a such a unique, simple sound and uh, yeah, really sad about what, what happened with them going out on the Def Leppard tour and, and Jimmy uh, passing away there. And uh, oh, you got your shirt on too. There, Metal Dan. I see the the Talking Metal shirt. Yeah, great. But you guys are awesome, and and thank you again for all the support. We have less than a minute on our Zoom call here. Um, I will have to, I guess, upgrade to the the pay Zoom account so we can get more time in next time. But it's great to talk with you guys, and it's always great to um, you know chat with you on Patreon. And again, just thank you so much for all your support. Thank you, Mark, cool, so you guys, guys,
2: thanks, thanks,
1: Mark, yeah, bad, bad perm is redundant, Seth says, <laughs> yeah, that. but we all had, yeah, 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 I only had a few I, <laughs> I my friend used to get one every uh every like month, and he lost his hair really early, so I always think <laughs> thought that it's maybe that had it, something yeah. to do yeah, it can't be, right, all I right, guys, back that up. yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thanks for spending some time with me here to talk about one of our favorite records, Holy Diver by Dio. Now I'm going to go, I think, crank it right now. Listen to it. Can't wait. Thanks guys. Talk to
6: the the heart. Heart. You,
0: guys. you
1: guys. Talk to you later. Big thanks to everyone who joined me from the Patreon page to talk about one of my favorite records, Holy Diver. Big thanks to you for listening And thanks for your patience. I know we have had kind of a lack of guests these past couple weeks. Stick with me, guys. There's going to be some big ones coming, I promise you. We're going to get some good names on here for you, and I will not let you down. Your support means the world to me. Take care. Have a great week, guys. Talk to you soon.